Good morning. Man, it's good to see y'all. Uh, it's good to be here. Today is a great day, right? Uh, it's the day the Lord has made. So it is absolutely a good day. And uh, it's the first Sunday of 2022. It's good. It's good. If you don't think it's good, it's good. No, I'm excited uh, as we take on another year and, um, and what that's going to look like. God is always good. God is always good. And I uh, welcome to Beecher Island. Uh, Beecher Island, I, if you don't already know, it's an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I thought about, um, you know, I probably ought to tell you why I'm so passionate about saying that. I, I'm passionate because I do believe it, number one. But before, um, when God started putting it on my heart to, uh, to get back after pastoring, preaching, um, I had it on my heart that, that I was going to preach at a church that is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I said, if, and I was telling myself, you know what, if I can't find that church, we're just going to start one. And, and Christy and I talked about it. We talked about just starting a church. Um, and then I came here, and I, and I preached one Sunday. And I knew that this fit that, everything that God had put on my heart. It fit everything. And so at that point, I knew that I was going to preach for you. You all just had to come to that conclusion, too. And it took a little while, but you finally got there, and now we're good. No, it, it's good. So that's why I say it, because I do believe it. I believe that that's who Beach Island is, because God has made that. And I love it, and I'm not going to let you change now, okay? So we're going to just keep after it. Keep after God's Word and His Word alone, not any religion, not any legalism. Not anything else uh, besides him, and what a great, what a great thing that is. Um, and so, uh, I'm excited to praise the Lord, uh, praise the Lord with each one of you every Sunday, and and that's what we do when we gather here, and it is good. We dig into His Word, and and I just, I, I hope that this morning you came with hearts open, minds clear, and ready to dig into God's Word and and praise Him and. Uh, I'm excited about where we're going, and, and, and I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but, but um, uh, I asked Jeanette this morning uh, to sing a song in the near future, and, and, and if their family's good with it, they're going to sing a song, but, but um, I want you to go listen to it, too. Um, and, and this song is, it starts right here. It, it's a song that, uh, that Casting Crown sings. And, and I've already told you for the last couple of weeks that, that um, it's on my heart that this year, 2022, for Beecher Island, we're getting outside these walls. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to take our mission outside these walls right here in our community. And, and I want you to, to listen to that song. If you have a chance to, it starts right here. Um, and if it hurts your heart when you listen to it and you get offended by it, get on your knees, okay? Well, that's what we'll go with. Get on your knees. Um, but that's where I hope to, uh, I, I hope to take and maybe almost make that our theme song uh, this year. But, but listen to it, and we're going we're gonna to do some talking about it in the, in the future. But, um, man, being the first Sunday of 2022, I bet most churches this morning are going to hear a sermon about new beginnings. You're not. Okay? We're back in John. We're, we're sticking with John. We've been in the, the, the gospel of John. For a while now, I took a break from it a little bit, but um, we're in John chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, turn me to John chapter 12. 
And um, last week we talked about verses 24 through 26. And we talked about how Jesus calls us to die to self and follow Him. And, and He lays it out pretty, pretty, uh, pretty straight. And He says that in verse 23 pretty much, and then, and then it, it picks back up again in verse 27 and following. And I said that last week Jesus dropped a bomb on His, on his disciples and on us when, when He just laid it out. His hour had come. That it was time for time for him uh, uh, to be glorified. You know, uh, there is so much detail in chapter twelve. Um, so much, so much detail uh, uh, to look through and um, and to decipher. And what's being said, and what it is, and what is meant by it. And, and, and I have to keep coming back to, to this right here. And, and that is John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing we'll have life in his name. And when we read John, the Gospel of John, with that in mind, we won't get lost. We will, we will stick to why it was written. Why are we reading it? Why is it there for us to dig into? And that's where I want us to be as we, as we read this and, and understand what is, what is being said and why it's being said. So if you will, open your Bibles, if you haven't already, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And uh, we're going to do some reading this morning of verse 23 through... <coughs> the end of the chapter. Um, before we do that, let's pray. Father God, I thank You for Your Word. And I pray this morning, Lord, that our hearts are open to it. And that we, that we be moved by it. And if I say anything that is not of You, Lord, it falls to the ground and is not, not taken with any person. Lord, I want to be about Your Word and about Your Word alone. Lord, I thank You for seeking a relationship with us. Not anything else. You, you seek that relationship. And you, and you want us to be with you. And I thank you for that. And I pray this morning that we just gain understanding in your word and in that intimacy of relationship that you seek with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. John 12, uh, starting in verse 23. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it, was, it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. 
But I, but I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man will be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become sons of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Even after Jesus had done all these miraculous signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has, Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe because of Isaiah says elsewhere. As Isaiah says elsewhere, he, he has blinded their eyes and deadened their hearts. So they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts. <clears throat> nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about Him. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in Him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for the fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, When a man believes in Me, he does not believe in Me only, but in the One who sent Me. When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. As for the person who's, who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I do not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. That very word which I spoke will condemn him at the last day. For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commended, commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know that this command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Amen, amen. <laughs> Lots of depth, as I just said. Lots of detail are, is laid out. So much is happening. So much is, is going on. And I have to tell you that as I, I was preparing for this sermon today, and I was, and I was reading through this, I, I would read it, 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 it several times. And I would get stuck on a verse, and I would, and I would grab that verse, and I, and I would study it, and I would grab the, the verse that's tied to it in the footnotes, and I would read that verse, and I would grab the verse that goes with that, and I would read that. Pretty soon it was Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know what? God is always good. God is always good. And, and uh, I have to say we're going to start back at verse 23. Because that's where I have to keep coming back to. Verse 23, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus was laying out that His time had come. His time had come to, to face a sacrificial death. He was speaking to the Greeks at this time. And he, he wanted them to see that, that it would not be just glorifying Him, but glorifying the Father. 
You see, as we read and get to verse 27, verse 27, he says, now, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Instead of, of praying that he might be saved from the cross, Jesus, Jesus prays that the Father's name be glorified. He, he was wanting God to get all the glory, and, and he was more interested in honoring coming to the Father than he was interested in his own safety, in his own journey to the cross. I have a lot to learn from Jesus in this. Yeah, I have a lot to learn. Uh, uh, and if I'm honest with myself, I, I, I probably look at the discomforts of my life before I, I say, God, glorify your name. Uh, I, and you know what? I, if I'm really honest, I would even say that if the dif discomforts are too great, I may not even say, Father, glorify your name. I have a lot to learn from Jesus in this. You see, look how Jesus is always about glorifying the Father. Through this whole chapter, He is about glorifying the Father. Through His whole ministry, He is about glorifying the Father. And I will tell you that Jesus was very troubled at this time. It says, it says that He was troubled, but let me just tell you that that word troubled carries no significance compared to the Greek word that it's trying to say. It, 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 the, the trouble that, that's poured out here, the, the Greek word uh, indicates horror, anxiety, uh, agitation that, that Jesus had, that, that he had as, as he's saying this. He, he, was, he was so troubled, but yet that word doesn't do justice to the way he was, the way he felt. That's the word that's used as he contemplating taking on the wrath of God of our sins. Taking on, on the sins of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. Man. So that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. I tried to wrap my mind around that this week. Because now it's leading to the depths of, of Jesus, 100% man, 100% God, as he journeyed to the cross. He, he was not walking there, he wasn't bearing, he wasn't carrying the cross, but the thought process of knowing he's going to the cross. what he said, no, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. In all the, in all the trouble, all the, all the stress, all the anxiety, all the, the horror of the crucifixion that he knows is coming, he says, Father, glorify your name. So much to learn. And then verse 28, God says, I have glorified it. 
and I will glorify it again. Think about what God just spoke to you. Think about what He just spoke to the world. Now I want you to understand that this is one of only three times that, that God speaks audibly during Jesus' ministry. One of three times. But listen to what he's saying. He's saying the name of God was glorified during the earthly ministry of Jesus. It, it's been glorified. The, the 30 silent years in Nazareth, the, the three years of public ministry, the wonderful words and works of Jesus. Glorified God. But still greater glory was yet to come. Greater glory would be brought to God through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. Greater glory. And... Uh, Christy and I have always talked in my preaching that, that you know, you gotta, you got to let people breathe once in a while. You, you get so heavy into stuff that you got to let people go, okay, whew, that was a lot. This is one of them times. So much so that John even takes a little break and he, and he gives us an insight into what all the people around were saying because he's like, okay, that's pretty deep. And it is. When we wrap our mind around what, what Jesus is saying here, that, hey, you know what? Man, I'll do it all for you, God. I'll do it all, but also at the same time, He's saying, I'll do it all for you. You. But I love that in all of this emotion, John points out what the people are saying. John, John takes a, a little break here and he, and he points out what they're saying. You know, in that he says, um, some were standing by and, and they thought it was thunder. They heard uh, this, this noise but thought it was thunder instead of God's voice. You know, such people are always trying to put a natural uh, uh, explanation on spiritual things. Uh, I want you to hear this this morning. Uh, there are people of this world, and there are actually Christians, people who claim to be Christians who are unwilling to accept the fact of miracles. Explain them away however they want to, but they won't give glory where glory is due. And I, and I tried to come up with, with, with an example of this, and, and um, you know what? I, I want you to think about this, because, because uh, I, I'm guilty of this. I, I am guilty of explaining away God's miracles, little, big I'll give it some earthly reason as to why it happened. You know what? When I sit down and I look at my life and what God has done in my life, it's only because of Him. And I want to give Him all the glory. And my guess is, is your life is the same way. 
My guess is that your life is the same way, that, that there's, there's little miracles that maybe you don't even see, but when you look back, you're like, yeah. And big miracles. But there are people who will explain them away with every way possible besides, thank you, Lord. And I am guilty of it. I am guilty of not giving credit where credit is due and glorifying the name of the Father and what He does in my life. But we don't need to go look at a, a missionary in a third world country to find a miracle. They happen right here. They happen every day in our own lives. And let's give glory to the Father in that. Uh, yeah, I, I stand up here today all because of Him. I, I, I live because of Him. Let's give glory where glory is due, not, not excuse it away. Um, you see, uh, Jesus pointed out this voice did not come because of me, but because of you. And he's talking to us too in that. that the, these miracles that I'm talking about don't come for God. God doesn't do these miracles for himself. No, he does them for you so that you give glory to him. All the miracles in our, in our life are, are not done for God. He does them for you. And we need to give glory to him in all of those. Because you see, uh, there were others there too. And it points out them too. And they knew that it wasn't thunder. <laughs> you see, I think that it was almost, uh, uh, you had to be superhuman to, to see that it was God's word. Because the only thing that they could come up with was, it was an angel. It was an angel who spoke. I, I think that in this we have to come to the realization that God's voice can only be heard and understood when we are helped by the Holy Spirit. When we are helped by the Holy Spirit, and what I mean by that is those who accept Jesus Christ, we are told that He lives in us. He takes up residency in us. And then we can decipher things. Then we can, then we can have wisdom. You see, uh, with this help, we can see God work. We can hear God work. And it becomes God's voice in us that we get to hear and not excuse away not say it was a dream not say it was my subconsciousness not say it was anything else but God let's give him the glory now we still need to decipher if it is him or not my goodness to think of the statement that Jesus just made there to the people God didn't speak for me, but for you. You see, there are people that can listen to the gospel over and over again. And it will be meaningless to them. It will be meaningless to them. Unless they allow the Holy Spirit to enter them and speak through them. And I find it very sad and I, and I feel deeply concerned that there may even be people sitting in this church right now who are just a pew filler. Maybe heard the gospel, I don't know how long. 
but yet won't allow Jesus Christ to be within them, to move them from just hearing words to a relationship with your God. Uh, you see, I want us all to hear what Jesus said. I want us all to hear this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Make it personal with yourself in your relationship with Him. The Holy Spirit comes for you. For you to decipher. For, for you to, to grow in your relationship. For you to mature in Him. And then He goes on... Uh, He says in verse 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will, will be cast out. And he, he, he's saying to the world that, that, the, that the world is about to crucify the Lord of life and glory. And in doing so, it would condemn itself. Uh, sentence would be passed upon it for its awful rejection of Christ. Uh, I was debating whether to talk about this this week or save it to next week, but, but it all ties together. You see, in John 3, 19 through 22, it reads this. This is a judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil, for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for the fear that his deeds will be exposed. Jesus is the light of the world. He, he, he was sinless, a, a spotless Lamb of God. He died for the sins of the world. For whosoever is who He died for. Whosoever will call on His name. But men resent Him for it. Men resent Him for it. They, they prefer their sin and their wrongdoings to the Savior. They reject Him. When Jesus was in this world, sinful people were made uncomfortable by His presence. And it's the same today. People are made uncomfortable by His presence because it reveals their, their awful condition and His holiness. You see, it's so true today. And I, I mean, the best way to find out crookedness is to put something straight beside it, right? You take a crooked stick and you put a straight stick beside it, you can see the crookedness of the crooked stick. Make sense? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. When Jesus came into this world... It was perfect. And it shows our crookedness. It, it shows our sinfulness, our, our worthless and sinfulness. In that, if we truly honor God, if we truly come to Him, if we come to the light and realize our own flesh is bad, our flesh desires the world, our flesh desires the crookedness, but if we seek the light and we die to self and allow Jesus to be our Savior, our all in all, then we don't need to worry about that crookedness. Then we can see the light. But that was not the case as Jesus stood here in front of these people. They, they hated the light. They, they, the condemnation was about to be passed on guilty mankind. But Jesus also said, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. 
And Jesus was talking about Satan. And in every real sense, Satan was utterly defeated at the cross. He, he, was, he was defeated at Calvary. He thought that he, he, he had succeeded when Jesus died. But quite far from the truth in that. Uh, instead, the Savior had provided a way for each one of us to have salvation. For, for, for whosoever... For whoever will call on His name has, a, has a, a way, the only way, to salvation. And at the same time, He opened that door for salvation. He defeated Satan. Now we know that this sentence is not completed. We know that Satan is still running through this world taking care of his business. But one day, it's just a matter of time and Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire and it will be a good day. But today he's still proud. Today he's still at work. You see, I come back to why do we have all this information? Though? Why, does, why does John put all this in there for us to see what's going on with with what Jesus is saying and what's going on with the people. And I come back to you, but these things are written. So you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in His name. Listen, you can come to church every Sunday and not be saved. That's what it comes down to. You can come to church every Sunday and you can come and fill a seat every Sunday and you can be here early and you can leave late. But let me just tell you this, it won't save you. I want you to hear this this morning. But it doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter what the name is on the front. That church cannot save you. It, it, it can't. There's no individual inside of this church unless Jesus steps in here that can save you. Coming to this building every Sunday does not get you to heaven. But the greatest news is, is that all you have to do is believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And in that, you will have life. You will have salvation. You will be saved. It says in Romans, it says, if you confess Jesus, Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what Jesus was trying to get everybody to see. That I am the Christ. This is the very hour that I've come. I have come for you. I have come to save you. I have come so that you can have true life. I have come so that you don't even have to worry about it. Because I'm going to take it on. I'm going to deal with it all. I'm going to take all the, cross, all the sins to the cross and die. And all you have to do is make the choice for me. See, I think we complicate it too much. I think we, we as humans try to put all this stuff on top of what it takes to be saved. It's just Him.
period. It's Him. Our Savior. That's it. But that's huge. <laughs> and to comprehend what He did is what John's trying to get us to see. And I hope that we see that as we journey through this. It's the trouble that Jesus went through, but yet He still said, Father, glorify Your name. And today I pray that we glorify His name in our journey. Today I pray that we, we glorify His name in all that we do and all that we live and experience. Because it's all about Him. I'm going to invite the music team up. You see, I want you to hear this morning that Jesus didn't come to this earth to scare people away from Him. No, he said in verse 32, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Amen. I will draw all people to myself. It goes back to whosoever. Whosoever. John 3.16 says that he died for the world, and whosoever will call on his name will be saved. That's what it's about. Jesus wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your friend. He wants you to come to Him. And give your life to Him. And then all the rest of it will work out and we will continue to hopefully to give glory to God in all of that. But He wants to spend eternity with you and the question today is, Will you allow Him to do that? Will you allow Him to be your Savior? Will you allow Him to be your friend? Will you, will, will you spend eternity with Him? And if your answer is yes, and you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, today's the day. Today is the day to confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. And you'll be saved. And if you've already done it, if you've already confessed Him, I want you today to remember why you confessed Him. Because He is your Savior. He is your own. But if you're doing it for the first time today, I want to pray with you. If you're confessing Him for the first time today, when we stand and sing here in just a minute, come and pray with me. Man, what a journey it's going to be that you get to start today. So I want to encourage you in that, but I also want to say that if you need any prayers at all, for anything, for anything at all, come pray with me on the altar as we stand and sing here in just a minute. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you that in, this, in the face of trouble, in the face of all this that's going on, you said the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And in that, you knew your hour had come to take the burden of sin upon your shoulders and let it die on the cross. I thank you for that. Thank you doesn't even do enough for it, though. But in all that, in all this trouble, you said, you know what, not me, but you, Father. I want you glorified. And Lord, I pray that we learn from that. I pray that we can do that. I pray that we... We can see all the, the miracles 
big and small that you do in our lives. And we give you the glory. You the glory. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us so we don't have to worry about the burden of sin, about our flesh, about the life that <laughs> we don't want to live. Lord, I thank you for each person here this morning. I just pray that we are seeking you in everything we do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you need prayers, come to the front. I stand